Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 34. So before we get going, I just want to let you all know that I am in the middle of a, um, a lot of spiritual warfare um, as a result of what we're going to be talking about in this, this episode specifically, which is all about um, young people and their um, their attraction to new age um, and uh, and beyond that. And uh, the guest we have today has a lot of authority to speak into this. And I kid you not, I sat down to study the uh, the notes for this episode, and immediately the second I started reading, I got a migraine, um, which is uh, very uh, evident that uh, the enemy does not want what is about to be talked about on this show to be spread across the world. So uh, we're in for a treat. That's all I got to say. Um, I got a lot of people praying for me right now. Um, and obviously this is recorded, uh, but still please keep my team and myself in your prayers. Keep Steve in your prayers. Um, if you haven't been praying or have been praying, I appreciate you starting or continuing to pray for us. We really, really appreciate it. We're under a lot of, a lot of pressure, but you know what? The enemy doesn't get to win. The enemy doesn't get the power. He doesn't get to decide what we do and do not talk about on this show. And so that's why I am pushing forward because I do not quit. So, uh, so there's that. And also some people are going to be set free in the name of Jesus. I cannot wait. So we're going to invite my guest today, Yvonne Atia. Hi. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Good. Thank you for praying for me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. And yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of people that know who you are, but there are some new people. So I just wanted to give you a moment to describe, uh, talk about who you are and where you sure. came from and all that good stuff. Sure. Well, I think I'm, I'm a lover of Jesus. <laughs> Those who know me. <laughs> I think that's an enough description. We, um, I live in Miami, Florida. We came from Sydney, Australia. After living there for like 32 years, God called us to come um, to the States. So we're here uh, for an assignment um, and we run Celebrate Freedom Ministries. So we have a ministry and we have the Celebrate Freedom School. And our heart is to equip and especially young people to mm. be on fire for Jesus, to become confident, to know who they are, to know that they have what it takes to minister the way Jesus ministers. They lack nothing. They lack no authority. So that is our ministry to just get people excited for Jesus again and to go after him with all their hearts. Amen. And then you also, before Australia, you were uh, in Egypt, correct? Yes. So yeah. we were actually born in Egypt. We went through huge persecution for being Christians. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I mentioned that on one other episode that yeah. I lost um, an uncle. I lost a family member just mm -hmm. because he was Christian. So we, um, we escaped to Australia when I was 10. Um, but, you know, Egypt set me up for, you know, I, I got to see how much we take our faith for granted. Mm. Many people today, if it's like a rainy day or if it's not the best day, they probably won't go to church because it's it's just comfortable Christianity. Yeah. Whereas I came from a place, even when there was bullets, you would run to church because it was something so special. Yeah. So it's been a journey. And here I am now in the United States for the next season of our lives. Mm. Amazing. So, Yvonne, something that I love about you is that you, uh, God has really given you um, the ability to speak into a lot of what is happening with a lot of young people today, uh, whether that's new age, uh, witchcraft, 
all of that stuff. So we're going to just really jump in. So I'm just going to kind of ask you a question and then we'll just, you can just take it away. Why are the millennials and Generation Z attracted to new age? Sure. <laughs> Amen. Well, I tell you what, um, Jeff, I'm, I'm going to begin with this Bible verse. Jesus yeah. said this. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So this episode, which is just so jam-packed, is filled with truth. And let me tell you, when you first sent me the question, I looked at the question and I started to pray. And there was two things that I did. I gathered a group of young people and I sat them around the living room and I said to them, right, you guys, I want your voice to be up. I want to know because they have a lot of friends that are new age. Mm -hmm. So I want to know um, why. I mean, I I've done my research. I sort of know a lot because I've ministered to a lot of young people, but I want to hear it from you guys. And they were just so helpful. So I've added their voices into what I'm about to say. Um, but in saying that as well, God gave us um, the opportunity in Australia to minister in a huge festival. It's called the Mind, Body and Spirit Festival. So we got to hear about this festival um, just through advertising. And it came about as, you know, come to this place if you need healing, come to this place if you need deliverance. And the language was very close to Christianity. So I called this place and I said, tell me what is, you know, what is this healing? And they started to tell me a lot of new age practices like yoga and all this stuff. At first, I was like, I'm not going to be in this place. That was my first defense mechanism. And then in prayer, Jesus, I felt God say to me, Yvonne, if I was living in, in, in the physical on this planet, I'd be there because not many churches are being represented there. Mm -hmm. So Jeff, I rock up to this place. It's a huge place. Over 30,000 people visit this place on the weekend. They all search for new age practices. Mm. Um, and there's places like, you know, visiting the dead and, you know, getting to hear why your father died and mediumship and tarot card reading, all this place. So when I went to this place, I am thinking that I'm going to evangelize all these people that don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. Because 80% of the people who were visiting those places were Christians. Wow. And it really, really upset me, Jeff. And after ministering in this place for about six years, there was one common statement that most of them said. Why did you leave the church? Why did you leave Jesus? Mm -hmm. And the common statement was that the church does not believe in the supernatural. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I am going to expose a lot, but I'm going to get really because my heart today, Jeff, is that I want young people to be on fire and I want them to really understand that when they're open to the supernatural, that is the only way. That is the only way. Young people are looking for solutions. That's right. And the church does not have solutions. Mm -hmm. Right now, we are preaching religion, knocking them. Yeah. We want to gather people and we want people, we want our churches to be full, but we're not really equipping people. In actual fact, I know pastors, they're scared of equipping the young people because they think that if we equip them and that if they're healing the sick and casting at demons, they may even leave the church. So they would rather have people sitting in the pews that are helpless rather than people who are equipped. Yeah. 
And so we want to really get and understand what is new age. Like when we talk about new age, what is new age? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to take it deeper, Jeff. So I'm going to have a look at a definition of new age, why young people are being attracted to new age. And then I'm going to take it two levels deeper to find out who are the new age fathers. Mm -hmm. And that will shock a lot of people. And why did these fathers become new agey? Mm -hmm. So let's begin with the first um, part of the definition. New age is basically, it's just a a combination of many Eastern religions combined together. So it's like spiritual age of enlightenment has begun. No more church, no more rules, no more regulations, no more repentance, no more don't do this or, you know, you, you basically do whatever you want. As long as you're not really hurting anyone, and as long as you are, there is self-improvement, there is healing, then there's, then you'll be okay. Um, they believe that all path leads to God. If there is a creator God, then all path of love will lead to God. And there comes a big problem. There are churches out there that are preaching that. There are churches out there and they're not saying that Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. They're just basically saying they're preaching easy Christianity. And you get to see many ministries right now. They are going along those paths. If, if, if it's love, then it will lead to God. Yeah. Um, the new age is really a, a mix of um, shamanism, paganism, Wicca, Eastern mysticism and reincarnation. So it's just a whole heap of, you know, a mixture together. The main goal is typically to be a better person and have a better society without the restrictions that traditional religion would bring. So you get to meet a lot of young people and they've been gone to church and what are they hearing? Tradition, rules and regulation. Mm -hmm. Rather than a relationship of a loving father who loves them and who has gone out and done everything to unite him to himself. Mm. They sit in church and it's like, you know, don't do this and don't do that. Young people now, that's not what they want. In actual fact, when I was speaking to the young people, they said to me two statements that I wasn't aware of. The first one was YOLO, Y-O-L-O. And that means you um, you only live once. Yep. So do whatever you want. Yeah. Another one which was so funny was you do you boo. In other words, um, you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's and, and that is the culture. So young people now, they are not encountering the supernatural. They're not receiving the love of Jesus. They are attending religion. Don't mm-hmm. do this and don't do that. And so as a result, new age is so attractive because I can do whatever I want as long mm-hmm. as I'm not really like harming anyone or I'm not upsetting anyone. Yeah. And so the movement also addresses the sick and the psychologically wounded. And so when you look at the new age of this, all, they're always talking about healing. They're always talking about, um, you know, yoga, and they're always talking about wholeness and oneness and tranquility. Whereas many churches right now, they're not even praying for the sick. Yeah. And they don't want to pray for the sick because sometimes the sick don't get healed, so they don't want to offend. Right. And so what are new people, what are new age, what are young people going? Well, I need peace. I need tranquility. I am going to go to these places. Right. 
the scary thing, Jeff, is that the way um, the marketplace has marketed New Age, you don't need to go to the temple to be part of New Age. You don't. You, you can just go to the gym. You can just go to the local hospital because the way it has been marketed, especially in America, is that it's not really religious. It's secular. You've just got to do a little bit of yoga, a little bit of acupuncture, right. a little bit of, you know, um, chiropractor, and you're fine. Yeah. Knowing that those practices are religious practices. Yeah. So the Absolutely. way it has been integrated into the medical system, it has it, it, there's a lot of deception where mm -hmm. young people are being conned. And even right now, when, when young yeah. people listen to, to this, please go through those practices because you have been conned. And all these practices, they are gateway to new age. Mm -hmm. So they don't start being, I want to leave Jesus and I want to go to new age. It doesn't start this way. It starts by, I just want to go for a yoga class. What's wrong with yoga? Yep. When you go to yoga, oh, I really love that. I really want to become a yoga instructor. Mm -hmm. The moment you say that, you are opening the gateway. And then step by step, you are stepping away from the true faith and you are allowing mixtures. Yeah. And that's where the church is today. Yeah. If the church is not pure, that there is no pure breed. We have allowed in a lot of mixtures. And I'm going to also share a lot of reasons as to why. Yeah. So just really quick, something else that I've noticed with, with a lot of Christians that I know. Um, and, and look, I, I will be completely honest. For a long time, my wife and I used to do yoga. And there came a point where we undeniably were like, this is full on whether we choose to acknowledge it or not this is worshiping these uh these pagan yes. gods these yes. these hindu gods whether you like to acknowledge it or not you guys yes. that is exactly what you were doing and it is important that we know that because it may like you were saying it doesn't always say oh i just want to go to yoga because i i like the way i get a good stretch and i i get to work these these muscles. And then you go, Oh, I want to be a yoga instructor. And it goes from there and so on and so forth. I've seen Christians who I discipled walk away from the Lord because of that very reason. They started doing yoga. They became, they, they went to school to become yoga instructors and now they're in full on. But even then it goes beyond that where I've even noticed young people it's never that they commit to one single thing. All of a sudden it's like, I do a little bit of this. I do a little bit of th this pagan thing. I do a little bit of this little bit of witchcraft, that little bit of this and that. So it's never even that they can even commit to one single thing. It's a mixture of a lot of different things. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, so, Jeff. And, yeah. and, and you know, I, I don't want to come hard on young people because the whole right. idea is for them to be like, okay, the Lord is calling me back to repentance and the Lord is going to, you know, empower me with the Holy Spirit, which is the real deal. And when, I mean, I've spoken to many mediums through ministry and they will tell me when I'm ministering, they'll be like, whoa, when you were ministering, the light that I saw coming out of your booth was blinding. Wow. So they recognize, in other words, what they are operating in is the counterfeit. So I don't want young people to feel, I don't want to leave the real thing and come to empty Christianity. Christianity mm -hmm. is not empty. Christianity mm -hmm. is the real. And many people are offended from the church, Jeff. They're mixing between Jesus and the church. 
And so whenever the church offends them, they leave the church. But the thing is, you don't need to leave Jesus. And, and that's the thing. You're meant to be in Christ. And so, you know, I, I was reading um, John 4 this morning when Jesus was ministering to um, a governor. His son was sick. Jesus said a statement to him. That's crazy. He said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, don't believe. Many people translate that wrong. Many people say Jesus was rebuking him. Jesus was saying, are you not going to believe until you see signs and wonders? That's not what he said. He said to him, I owe you a spiritual experience. I owe you a supernatural experience. We, the church, all young people, a real deal experience. Mm-hmm. And because we have not, we have not done our role. Why are we now crying when many young people are leaving the church? Yeah. And my heart for this program is for young leaders to set on fire for Jesus mm-hmm. and to be like, I am going to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. God is going to use me in such a mighty way because I owe people my age a religious experience. When yeah. people want to be healed, I'm going to pray for healing. Yeah. When they want to be delivered, I'm going to cast out that demon. And those around me will be like, you are the real deal. Mm. And so we don't want empty Christianity. Christianity is not a program. It is not a performance. You go to many places today, Jeff, and it's all about a program. It's all about the run sheet. They call it the run sheet. We're going to do this first, and then we're going to do this next. For X amount of time, and then we move on. Yeah. (laughs) Young people are sick of it. And let Mm -hmm. me tell you, older people are too. But older people find it hard to change. So they're just like stuck with it. Young people are like, what's wrong? I'm, I'm not doing this any longer. I am going to move on. I'm going to try other stuff because YOLO, I only live once. So I'm just right. going to try it. Yeah. So we are calling young people to repentance because you are listening to this podcast because the Lord wants to use you in a mighty, mighty way. The Lord, our God's a jealous God. God cannot share you with other Fake gods. God Mm. wants you to be consecrated unto him so Mm. that you could be used in such a magnitude in this coming year. Mm. Amen. Amen. Let's look at, let's look a little bit deeper at at, at the new age movement. Whenever we look at the roots of something, Jeff, it tells us a little bit, it tells us a lot about why this movement was established. Yeah. So what is very fascinating is that the New Age movement was founded by six fathers. They were all fascinated by the supernatural and they were all Christians. Hmm. They all started inside the church. When these people began to be open to the supernatural, the church rejected them. So if I was to begin with one of the early church fathers, his name is Emmanuel Swansonburg. And he was a professor of theology. Do you believe that? Like he studied up until he became a professor. And then he started to have visions and dreams. When he went to his pastor and told him, he was kicked out of the church. Mm. He became really upset with the church. And then he began to teach that there is no hell. And that's why young people are attracted to the new age. Because Mm -hmm. the new age will tell you there is nothing called hell. Mm -hmm. Now, 
if I can be honest, Jesus spoke about hell more than he spoke about heaven. Mm. And if there is no hell, what are we being saved from? Why is there salvation to start with? Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And so these people will not preach hell. So there's no hell. You do whatever you want. You want to have multiple partners? Go and have multiple partners. You want to practice homosexuality? Go ahead. As long as you get rid of your negative energy and receive positive energy. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, this is an absolute lie. Yeah. Well, and it goes even farther in that even within progressive Christianity, there's a big teaching right now that goes, okay, well, Jesus, when he, when he said hell in this part, he was talking about Gehenna. He was talking about a, a a place where lepers would hang out Uh, over here in this translation. He's referring to this. He's not actually saying hell. And so a lot of even progressive Christians that I've, I know, um, and, and have heard preach about this, they say, oh, hell is a state of mind here. Hell doesn't exist at, when we die. Hell is a state of mind here. It's not post-death. So I've even heard that. So even, even within Christianity, it is, this has kind of crept itself in as well. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the thing, Jeff. Yes, it is crept into Christianity. And so these mixtures, we've opened the door to these mixtures. So young people now, I mean, if I tell you the story of the next one, it will make a lot of sense what you're saying. Because this, the next story, their name is the Fox Sisters. And they were a Methodist family. And in their home, there was a cabinet. The, there was two young daughters, Maggie and Kate. They would hear tappings in that cabinet. And they, they, that voice said to them that my name is Mr. Splitfoot and that I was buried in the basement of the house. They went to the church pastor at the time and they said to him, could you help us out? We're hearing these voices. We're so scared. Could you do some sort of a deliverance? Well, the pastor was very angry at them and said to them, there's nothing called demons. Uh, Jeff, today, there are many churches, they believe that demons don't even exist. They do not even have a deliverance ministry. As a result, this family left the church and they went all around America preaching mediumship. In other words, contacting the dead. And guess what? They started that church called the Spiritualist Movement Church. That church teaches Bible verses without Jesus. So I was having a look at what we believe. They had all the teachings of Jesus without the atonement of Christ. So for example, they'll have the golden rule, Luke 6.30, do to others as you would have them do to you. They believe that there is no hell. They love Jesus. They love his teaching, but it's almost like Buddhism. He's just another teacher, but the message of the cross is not there. Those churches are all over America right now. And so many young people are confused. So if you are hearing me right now and you don't know, and you've been attending one of those churches, please stop. This is the deliverance episode. This is the Lord saying, don't go there. This is not a place I would go. And so exactly what you said, these places do not preach that there is a hell. 
that you can contact the dead and they believe in the ministry of angels, not Jesus. Mm. And so you could do whatever you want in those churches. So many people just want easy Christianity. They don't want any, um, they don't want to stop missing. They love what they're doing. And so I'm still gonna, you know, call myself a Christian. I'm a homosexual as well. I'm sorry, right. that is not the gospel Come that on. we have been um, entrusted to preach. But preach it's it. sad that this family was a Methodist family. They grew up Christian. And now they have churches all over America because they were rejected from the church and their experience, rather than someone going to their house and doing deliverance, that was ignored. That mm. is the case of many, many young people today. And you know, Jeff, I wanna apologize to young people. I wanna apologize because I know many, you know, I, I know someone and her mother was sick, had cancer. The church refused to pray for healing. They prayed for um, comfort and strength. Mm. Comfort and, and strength. So it's just crazy that yeah. we need to, I don't, I, don't, I don't have the words, but many young people are like, my mother died. No yeah. one prayed for her healing. But the new age, they have it. No, they don't. The mm. new age is a counterfeit. They mm -hmm. have no power. But mm -hmm. they, they, wherever there's a counterfeit, there is a truth. Yep. And so we want to highlight that. We want to emphasize that. But there's another story. Mm. Another third story. His name is Edgar Caius. And um, he lived between 1877 and 1825. And this is actually crazy. He was a young man. He was, he was, a, he was in his youth. He they called him the sleeping prophet. Every time he would give a prophecy, he would go into a trance and he would even speak through that trance. It was, it was so scary. He loved God with, with all his heart. He wanted to become a missionary. That was his heart. Once he had a spiritual encounter, someone appeared to him in the encounter. He doesn't know who, but it was a lady. And she said this to him, God's going to give you a gift and you will heal young people. He was so excited, Jeff, and he was like, yes, God's going to use me. He went and told his pastor in the church that he was at, and his pastor said to him, you have been attacked by a demonic spirit, and you have been demonized. Wow. What did he do? He became one of the founding pillars of the church, of the, of the um, UH church. So wow. why am I saying this, Jeff? This is a warning to pastors. This is the warning to the church. And young people, if you are having supernatural experiences, find a church or find someone who is open to the Holy Spirit. Do not leave Christ. Because Jesus, everything he did was supernatural. Everything he did. And he commanded his 12 to do the same, the 70 to do the same, and every believer to lay hands on the sick and be healed mm -hmm. so if you are in an environment where that is not welcome find a place where that is welcome but do not go and seek a new age place where you think it's gonna work here it's not mm. gonna work here right yeah and i really want to make that clear yeah. it only works in christianity because jesus gave his life so that we can become the righteousness of god mm -hmm. so that we can be used by god he poured out the Holy Spirit and empowered us 
to do what he did. So we're not asked to leave mm -hmm. him and go and seek the counterfeit. Mm -hmm. So come back. Mm -hmm. You're hearing this in yeah. the spirit and the Lord is saying, come back for I will use you mm -hmm. mightily. Mm -hmm. And um, and so Jeff, that is that is a huge a huge thing, and I'm gonna even take it deeper, and that's gonna upset some people. Yeah, let's go there. Let's this, do it. Let's do it. There was yeah. um, there was a lady, and her name is Nancy Chandler, and I'm by no means you know making her popular, um, but she was Christian, and she left Jesus. She opened up what she called the Wicca Church, and so the Wicca Church is a mixture of Christianity and earthbound religions as well, Eastern religions. And so she writes a book, Jeff, and this is what she writes. I want to read what she has written because it's sad. Yeah. She writes, why are today's youth looking for spiritual peace and balance in non-Christian based religion? She's asking the question. It's simple. The modern church in any form or denomination is not doing its job. This should be a warning sign to all Christianity. Alarm bells should be going off to the modern church, telling the church leaders that something is dreadfully wrong. This is a new age pastor that is telling us that, mm. that there should be alarm bells. There should be alarm bells going on right now because many young people are leaving the church because we failed to nourish their spiritual gifting. And so she said, the modern organized church is letting its people down. As a direct result, people are looking for a spiritual wholeness in the earth-based religion. Hmm. And I'm telling you, Jeff, that is just so sad. Yeah. So if we are young people listening to this, the Lord himself is calling you back. Mm. And if you are a church leader, or even you could be a youth pastor, this is a call for you to nourish what God wants young people um, to achieve. We are spiritual beings. We are a spirit, soul, and a body. So the spirit on the inside of everyone is hungry for the supernatural. People today, Jeff, are more hungry for the supernatural than mm -hmm. any time in the past. Yeah. And when they come to a place where there is no healing, there is no prophecy, there is, there is nothing. And I know that there's a lot of cessationist churches out there. Uh, and if you don't know what cessationism is, it's those churches that believe that at the end of the apostolic age, the signs, the wonders, the healing stop. They ceased. So they believe in healing, but it's a sovereign act of God. God can heal right. if he wants to. Right. But they do not believe that young people can lay their hands on the sick and rebuke cancer. Yeah. They do and, not have. Exactly. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean... It, there's nothing, nothing in here that says that the healings were done. Exactly. So that's on their terms, not on God's. Yes. And it is a way to come, even if it's not a direct, maybe it's in their subconscious. It is a way of, of controlling where it's like, you know, you come in, we teach on the word and that's it. And yes, God speaks to his word. Absolutely. But if somebody's out there and I've met these people who doesn't have any support structure, they buy a Bible. 
they meet the Lord. They start praying for people. They start seeing healings. How do you explain that? Because I've met tons of people that are like that, where they didn't have a support structure initially, and they started acting out of obedience to the Lord and started seeing healings, started experiencing things in the supernatural. You can't explain that away. Yes. If if you're a cessationist, you can't explain that away. It's impossible. So, and and if you and you know Jeff, because we minister to many Muslims, when we minister to them, they have not been in a church culture, so they have not been indoctrinated with anything. They're just like a, a you know a clean slate. They have no idea what Christianity is. They grab a Bible, they read the Bible, they get healed, they get delivered. Mm -hmm. And so how do you convince those people? It actually upsets me when those people get healed and then they go to a cessationist church and then they tell them, we just got healed. And the church leaders are like, really? That should that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like people who are coming from outside, they are the ones that are telling us, no, guys, it still does happen. Trust. Mm -hmm. Trust. Well, and it's interesting. Yeah, we had Robbie Dawkins on who does a lot of work in the Middle East, specifically in, in Afghanistan right now. And he said the exact same thing. He said, you can go. And he's like, I'm not speaking against apologetics. He's like, it's very valuable. But he's like, you can, I can use apologetics and I can win a couple, a couple of Muslims over. But they are so hungry for the supernatural and the signs and wonders. When when they when they experience that, it is. I mean, it spreads like a wildfire. So absolutely, yeah. we were we were on air, Jeff, one day, and we were preaching healing, and we had um, a young man. He was in a wheelchair for sixteen years. I mean, sixteen years. Wow. He was totally paralyzed, and he was not even a Christian. He was hearing us and we said, take a step of faith. Just say in the name of Jesus, I'm moving. Now we're in a different country. We were in Australia. He was in the Middle East. Well, he gets out of his wheelchair and he begins to walk. He believes in Jesus with all his family. And that is just enough. I mean, I didn't sit down and convince him. So you can imagine if Christianity had, how did the gospel grow? How did even, that? what did the 12 do? When Jesus sent the 12, he said to them, go and um, heal the sick, raise the dead. He said the same to the 72. He said the same to every believer in Mark 16. Why did we strip the gospel of its power? I love what the apostle Paul said to the Corinthian church. He said, when I came to you, I came in, in, you know, in, I was, I was tired. I was, you know, timid, but I did not want my preaching to be relying on me. I wanted it to be relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so why did we today limit Christianity to a program? Mm. Why did we limit Christianity to, you know, I, I know youth group leaders and all they do on Friday nights is like, you know, we'll play tennis. We'll, you know, we'll just have fun together and it's okay. No, it's not. Because mm -hmm. if we do not evangelize, someone else will evangelize our youth. That's right. I was, we were actually in Miami the other day walking around and there was two Buddhist monks in the street, young people, young Americans, and they were preaching their heart out. And I stood there and I was sure they came from a Christian background. But I said to my husband, do you see that when the church did not pick them up, 
they are hungry for something else and that is what is happening today mm-hmm. and yep. i feel that um i feel that jeff i feel that there's gonna be even young christians they've become buddhist and through this stream and you watch they will send a testimony of their return back to jesus because they will feel that this is a call for them Mm. and honestly and this is something i i I know guys i'm normally very carefree and fun and i've got total joy of the lord um but i can't tell you how angry i am right now as a result of what the enemy tried to do to me because the enemy does not win um greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world like we war not against flesh and blood so i don't view anybody who's given into new age given into even progressive christianity who's delivering a lukewarm message i don't hold i'm not angry with them i'm angry with the devil and the way that he has so i'm i'm very angry right now and guys your desire is to be whole your desire is to find that place of belonging but guess what it doesn't happen unless it's by god's terms the master of all creation the creator of all things it does not happen without him you can go to something counterfeit and you may feel a slight tinge of wholeness for a short while but it will run dry and it runs dry this is a testimony from people who've gone and done that it's not just about oh we're, you know, we're Christians and we want you to come back and we want, we do, but we also have the testimony of thousands, millions of people who've tasted the alternative and have come back to the Lord under his true power. So if you want that glory, you want that fullness, it's on his terms. It's not on, we need to surrender. We're new creations in Christ. That doesn't mean, oh, I get to follow Jesus, but I also get to do, I get to act in my flesh and I get to sleep around or I get to believe in Jesus and I get to live a homosexual lifestyle, or I get to continue to party, or I get to continue to do drugs on the sides. Absolutely not, you guys. We need to die to our flesh and we need to become new creations in Christ. And the only way you can do that is by submitting to him and letting him take over. If you lose your life, you gain it. That's what scripture says. And Yvonne can speak to that. I can speak to that. Millions of other people can speak to that. I'm fired up. Like, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> Amen, Jeff. Yeah. I love it. And, yeah. and you know, I also want to highlight, Jeff, that whenever I know that a lot of young people, they went after the healing movement. And, and I, I know that for a fact. But I really want to highlight, as you said, Jeff, there's nothing in the new age that is real. It is completely um, counterfeit. But I want you people to learn divine healing from Jesus himself. Go and read scripture. Because, for example, I was speaking to someone and uh, she came from the Word of Faith movement. And for for people who don't know what that is, it's that movement where you, um, if you're sick, but you believe and you declare and you believe and you, you get healed. Well, she was in that movement. She believed and declared and believed and declared and nothing happened. She was so offended because the church came back and heard that lady and said to her, you don't have enough faith. The fact that you are not healed means that you don't have enough faith. She was stripped of her ministerial duties. Mm. She ended up being so offended and joining the new age. So I want to tell young people, you could be offended by those 
wrong beliefs go to the bible go and read go and soak and i always teach on healing um Jeff, and many of the time, healing comes when you're just in God's presence, when you're just enjoying Him for who He is. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. And so if you've been, if that's a cause of offense, again, don't leave Jesus because there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. Another wrong belief that has come up recently is that, you know, in the early 1900s, many radical Pentecostals, and I say that to be fair, because I don't want people to think, oh, she's more on like the Pentecostal side. No, <laughs> no I'm not. I am not. A lot of radical Pentecostals came out to believe that taking medicine is wrong. And so I remember there was an early preacher. His name is John Alexander Dowie. He preached a message called doctors, drugs, and devils. In mm. other words, he had them in the same category. So a lot of um, Christians, they don't want to take medicine because they felt that taking medicine was a sign of lack of faith. So what did they do? They were attracted to the new age healing practices because they thought that was a natural type of medicine. So they'll be like, oh, but you know, I don't wanna take medicine because that's, that's not right. But I really want to go to the alternative medicine such as, you know, acupuncture and home. And again, this is all a gateway. So you'd go there thinking that it's secular, thinking that it's scientific. There is no, and I say that confidently, until today, there isn't enough scientific evidence to hold those practices as mm. medical. Mm -hmm. And so you go and you begin something like, you know, because you don't want to take medicine. You don't want to upset God. And so uh, although I don't believe that taking medicine is wrong, and I don't believe that God's against doctors. In actual fact, we are to pray for doctors. And Jesus said that. He said, you know, that he, Jesus never actually said to us not to go to doctors. He said healthy people don't need a doctor. He never said doctors are bad. So because there's a lot of false practices, what young people are doing, they're playing with new age practices, thinking that it's going to work. Without them realizing, you get dragged into the next level and then the next level. And as you said, Jeff, I've seen many healing practices where you would go and they will tie a string to your hand and you would pay money because that will drive out some sort of pain. Huh. The moment you, if you think that this is free, the moment you stop going to the practice, paying the money or even thinking of uh, untying or breaking this band, you will get the pain a hundred times. I've mm. seen it happen. I've watched it happen. Let me tell you, Satan doesn't heal. Satan does tricks. He does mm. deals. If mm -hmm. he's got you, if he's got your offering, if he's got your money, then you'll feel slightly better. But if he does, but if you don't, then that will not happen. And mm. you might think, really? Do you think Satan has power? Yes, he does. But mm. Christ has the bigger power Amen. and if we look at the magician story um in the book of exodus what did the magicians do they had power to transform the stick into snake but the stick from aaron swallowed up their snakes so we gotta we would be very foolish to think oh yeah but no satan has no power 
No, Satan does have power if you are not operating in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But once you're operating in the Holy Spirit, then Satan is not a challenge to God. And mm. so we need to repent. We need to come. As you said, God is calling his remnant youth. God is calling a consecrated church, a church that is separated, a church that has no mixtures because God wants to use young people for this coming revival. Mm -hmm. It's because of God's love to, to young people that he is doing that. It's not because we're calling you to Christianity. No, we're not. We're calling you to the real deal because we know that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for those of you who are, who are, continuing to pray for people and you're you're on the verge of being like forget all this like i'm not seeing any healing the thing that we do know is that god's word does not fail okay so if we know that god does scripture says jesus says ask anything in my name and it will be given to you so that the son may bring glory to the father that's what john says he mentions that in john if we know that to be true then we need to continue to step out in faith because I can't tell you how many times I've heard people who are operating in a heavy gift of healing who are like, do you know how many people I had to pray for before God opened the door for that? So guys, I'm in the thick of this too, of standing on the word, continuing to step out, praying for people. And, and sometimes I get minor healing every now and then I'll get somebody who writes me who's like, I totally got healed. But a lot of the times right now I'm in the middle of, I'm not seeing it manifest before my eyes. Now that's not to say 30 minutes from after I pray for them an hour after play for pay, pray for the stranger a week after all of a sudden they have an encounter with the Lord and he then fulfills that healing. We don't know. I don't know. It's not my job. My job is to step out and pray for people. Same with you. So if you're in that place of being like, Oh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do not give up. God's word does not fail. He doesn't fail us. We need to continue to step out in faith and pray for people because you will see that manifest. Absolutely. And you know, when, when you say that, Jeff, I sit there and laugh because the same thing happened when we got filled in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It took a couple of years yeah. of constantly praying and praying and praying. And what really encouraged us in the healing ministry is when we were ministering on TV to millions of Muslims, they were the one that encouraged us because we would pray and I'd be like, did anything happen? Right. And then all the healing reports would come. And that, but that took years. Mm -hmm. And as you said, let's not get the two roles mixed up. Our role is to pray. Mm -hmm. God's role is to heal. The biggest reasons why many people do not continue in the healing ministry is because they look at the results and they're like, I prayed and they take it upon themselves and they think that they're lacking something. They right. think that they need something more. And it's not that at all. It's we are called to die to self. And so what we do, we pray. It is God who heals. Mm -hmm. And so I always teach something that we do not take the glory, but we do not take the blame. Yeah. In other words, get yourself out of the equation Come on. and you watch what God's going to do. And I am telling mm. you, Jeff, even today, I feel that I even want to pray um, a prayer of um, not just calling them back on repentance, but even an impartation for them to walk in the healing ministry. Because let me tell you, it's glorious when you pray for someone in the name of Jesus and you see something happens. It's like, wow, it just, you know, takes your faith to a whole new level. We are called to see 
the sick being healed. We're called for that. It brings our faith to life. And so many people, so many young people would love that, but mm. they are not seeing it. So they're just like, well, if the new age have a, no, they don't have, they actually don't have anything. They're a counterfeit. Mm. That's all the new age movement is. And, you know, I was reading the story of um, one of the um, fathers of the new age. He had a meeting with John G. Lake. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you've heard of John G. Lake, but oh, he's yeah. a healing minister, revivalist. Mm -hmm. And uh, he really wanted to sit down and talk with John G. Lake. And um, John G. Lake was, he, he watched John G. Lake heal so many people. This new age father sat there and wept. And he said this to him. He said to him, I grew up in church that did not believe in the supernatural. Had I grown up in a church that would minister healing the way I saw you do that, I would never have contributed to the new age movement. Mm. And so, so many young people today, God is calling you back to his heart. He's mm -hmm. not calling you back to religion. I hate the word religion. Mm -hmm. When someone tells me, what's your religion? The word religion comes from the word of being blinded, blindfolded, mm. because that is what religion is. Religion mm. is a set of rules and regulations, do's and don'ts. And the moment you pronounce your religion, I put up a wall between me and anyone else. Mm. If I come to someone and they're like, what's your religion? And they're like, oh, I am Christian. What about you? I'm Muslim. Without me realizing, Jeff, I've built a wall. Mm -hmm. You are Muslim, but I am Christian. But we are called to relationship. We are yeah. called to be union in union with the Father. Mm -hmm. We are called to be kingdom dwellers. So we need to change our terminology. And let me tell you, without us having to tell young people, don't sleep around, don't do this. If they were to encounter mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, yeah. the Bible says that the anointing you have received, it's real. Mm -hmm. Many people would stop. Um, and they would get free from addiction and free yeah. from drugs just because they received a genuine spirit baptism. Mm. But today we have a church. We don't want to offend. One of the words, young people, when I was interviewing them, they said to me, they said the word cancel culture. Mm. And I wasn't even, I was like, what's that? They said, oh. <laughs> they said, you know, when there's like a YouTuber and they're like, they're so famous and then they do something wrong you know, immediately this person loses thousands of subscriptions because we live in a culture where if I don't like you, I'm not even going to give you a chance. This is the young people today. If they don't like something, they just won't give it a chance. And mm -hmm. so many churches are not preaching enough against the new age because we're not telling people what it is. It's like not a problem. Go and do yoga on Monday chiropractor on Tuesday, you know, acupuncture on Wednesday, but come to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we need to be, and we don't want to offend because at the end of the day, but let me tell you something. And I say that, I hope people understand this, that they understand my heart. Jesus was very offensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Jesus said it as it is. Jesus said to them, listen, I am the way and the truth in the life and if you don't come through me you can't get to the father right it's it's it is as offensive as can be he yeah. said it as it is you don't want he said to them i'm the bread of life he said to them if you eat my flesh 
and you drink my blood, then you can't have life. And many of his disciples left him. Yeah. And Peter said to him, should we leave you as well? And he said to Peter, we can't leave you because you speak the word of life. Mm -hmm. So we need to become as a church. I don't want to say the word offensive, but at least say the truth as it is. I, yeah. I know that the hearts of many young people are beautiful. Their heart is mm -hmm. not to leave Jesus. They actually love Jesus. Mm. You know, I was I was ministering to a young man and um, he's a powerful minister, but he didn't start this way. He was a lukewarm Christian, but he was a believer. He got pulled into satanic worship and um, he was doing the two. He was attending church on Sunday, but doing all these rituals throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And one day they wanted him to step up and they wanted him to really be part of the movement. So they said to him, the only way we can do this is if you renounce Christ. Huh. And you know what, Jeff? He said, the moment they said this, something rose up on the inside of me and I walked out. I never had anything to do with it. Why? Because they told him the truth. They did not play seeker friendly. They did not tell him, you can bring your Christ and be a part of our satanic worship. They said, you want the whole deal in the satanic church? Leave Christ. Mm. We need to become truthful because that man said, I'm not leaving Christ. Yeah. And so we need to say the truth. We need to be open to the supernatural and allow people to be who God called them to be, to include their giftings in the church not cancel them. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so this is the call to pastors. This is the call to youth leaders. You know, this is the call to cultivate the supernatural. And it's a call to young people to wake up. Yeah. Wake up. And yeah. just, you know, and the Holy Spirit will do that. The Holy Spirit convicts of every sin. So even mm -hmm. when we begin to pray, I can convict you. Jeff can convict you. Right. But if you just Holy Spirit... Could you speak to me? He will give you the grace. He will help you to stop. He will use you in a mighty way. He will empower you with his Holy Spirit. And you will be part of this coming revival that's about to come on this land. Well, and the exciting thing too is, and I went out to... Um... Went, went out to hang out with a friend of mine uh, who uh, he leads the, the YWAM base here in um, here in Salem, Oregon. And um, so he's oversees, you know, quite a few people and he's well connected, um, you know, in a lot of with a lot of different denominations. And he he's not even in this circle, you know, of, um, you know, the, what we the, you know, with the, the Elijah list and all that. But he even agrees. He's at the same place, and and he can testify that others are as well. Where they they're starting to recognize, you know what? We have grown sleepy as the church. We have grown sleepy, and it is a time for all of us to surrender uh, our schedules. Um, if a if a which is um, can be an uncomfortable thing of of having to rely on like okay, we're going to completely let go. And our meeting could be four hours. It could be three hours. It could be, you know, but not putting a schedule on it. If the Holy Spirit wants to move, yep. we need to be open to that. Um, so that's actually happening. I would say, I, I would imagine worldwide. Um, yes. yes. So well, which is exciting. If the leader of the Wicca Christian church is telling, is, is saying that we should have alarm bells, 
then we really need to have alarm bells. And you know, we need to be repentant as a corporate body, Jeff, because I don't want to say that we are to be blamed for, but, but in a way we have grown sleepy and we have grown comfortable. You know, when we're just like, you know, we're just grown comfortable. And it's a time where we're like, Lord, we repent before you, Lord. And we call those young people back. We call them back to your heart, not to do religion, but to, to do relationship, but to see you, to be in a place where signs, wonders, and healings are the natural. You know, I love the verse in, in Acts 19, where it says that God performed extraordinary um, signs on the hands of Paul, as if ordinary was just the normal. So God had to do the extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> I always laugh when I read yeah. this. God had to do extraordinary. So yeah. the ordinary was healings and, you know, everything else. But God did extraordinary. I yeah. am praying that God would raise up a generation, you know, of youth. They will do the extraordinary in the name mm. of Jesus. They will be separated. They will be on fire. I feel fire on my hand, Jeff. Mm. And I just feel why I understand why Satan is so angry right now. Mm -hmm. Because many people, as we begin to pray, they're going to get a hold of this impartation That's and right. they will be on fire Amen. for God. Yeah. Amen. Well, let's uh, just pray for people right now. And yeah. Everybody, if you if you start to feel, um, you know, like you've been heavily impacted by this, like please comment and and let us know. We want to hear about this testimonies of people turning back. And um, you know, I it's um, sometimes the truth stings. Um, and I think going back to what you were saying about Jesus, really quick, that I remember Elton John was like, I think Jesus would be pro pro homosexuality because he was pro-love and and i've heard other people say that about other things with jesus too and i'm like i guarantee you if you read the bible if you read the gospels and what jesus said none of you would be saying what you just said um absolutely and i absolutely. think that, yeah and so i just think that like the important thing is that every single one of us qualifies and like when paul says i can't remember where it is i would need to look it up but where he's saying like you know uh, homosexuality, uh, people who are practicing homosexuality, drunkards, uh, you know, people who are lustful, like all these things do, aren't fit to enter the kingdom of heaven. Every single one of us falls into one of those categories. Yes. Um, and so it's not saying, I think it's important to, to not forget that, that all, all have fallen short of the glory of God. Yes. All have. Yes. Um, and that's why we need we need Jesus. We need to, we, we need to, we need to surrender our lives to him and, and, and walk in him because we are, it, scripture says we are hidden with Christ in God now. So. Yeah. Amen. 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 I love it, Jeff. Amen. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Father, I just thank you. Holy spirit. Come Lord. Mm -hmm. Intensify your presence. Father, over those that are watching Lord. And Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would just touch young people right now, Father, mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we repent. We repent, Lord, from, um, from mixtures. We repent, Father. Um, if, if, you have, if you have 
go on to those practices, I want you to repent right now. And I want you to even mention them one by one. Father, I repent for whatever practice that you have been a part of and knowingly or unknowingly in Jesus' name, I just want you to say, Lord, I am sorry. And right now, Lord, I break every covenant that I have with the New Age movement, every covenant that I have with the world, every covenant that I have with, with my flesh, every covenant that I have with the devil in the name of Jesus. I break this covenant and Father, I, I turn to you, Lord. Mm. I come back to you, Lord. And Lord, I establish a new covenant of love between me and you. Give me the grace, Father, not to go back. Give me the grace, Lord, to follow you wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Give me the grace, Lord, so that I could die to self and become alive in Christ. And right now, I want to pray for young people. If you have never been filled in the Holy Spirit, this is it right now. We've talked about the supernatural. Let me tell you, without the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it will be impossible. Mm. So, Father, right now, those that are watching, I want you to cry out right now. I want mm. you to put a demand on the presence of God. I want you right now to say, Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit. It is the promise of the Father. He said that if you would ask the Father, He would pour out the Holy Spirit in you. So, Father, right now, those that are weeping, those that are hungry, those, Lord, that are lifting up their hands, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will baptize them right now with fire and with the Holy Spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, I ask for a baptism, Lord, in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and fill them right now. If you feel that God is touching you, open up your mouth and speak in tongues. Father, I release the power of the Holy Spirit upon those that are watching, Lord. And Lord, I activate them in signs, wonders, and healings, dreams, and visions that you will pour out, Lord, your spirit in such a great magnitude upon them right now that they will feel this fire burning, Lord, that they will feel the palms of their hands get hot that they will sense your presence, Father. We call them back. And Father, in the name of Jesus, as a minister of the gospel, I take full authority. I come in the realm of the spirit right now and I set them free from every demonic practice that they have been involved in. In the name of Jesus, I break its power. I break the power of every curse that was established, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I break the power right now of every vow they have done, knowingly or unknowingly. In the name of Jesus, I set them free 
right now, Father, and I release your healing. I see God healing bodies. I rebuke cancer. I rebuke disease, Father. Yes. And God, we release a demonstration of your presence that as they are watching, bodies are getting healed right now. They're being delivered from any satanic practice in their homes. Father, in Jesus' name, we set them on fire. We separate them for you. We consecrate them for you. We call them back. We call those young people back to your church. We call them back to your heart. We call them back in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just thank you because your Holy Spirit is doing the work as we are ministering to them right now. In the name mm. of Jesus, amen and amen and amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Thank you. I just saw mm. God collecting. I just saw mm. like a mass collection where people are just going to feel, I need to get back to Jesus. I need to get mm. back to Jesus. And, you know, if you, when you watch this, once you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, please send a message to the Elijah list and mm -hmm. let them know. Please get in, in touch and just send them yeah. an email and say, I got healed during this broadcast or mm -hmm. I left the new age. That really encourages us. Yeah, it really does. It really does. So, man, thank you so much. It's always, I'm always so blessed, even when you're on Elijah streams. And I just, um, was so thankful that you were, you said yes to coming on uh, Elijah Fire. And uh, I mean, there's still a lot. I kind of feel like we need to do a part two because there's so much that we can really unpack. So we'll, we'll work on that because I think it's, it's kind of a must. Um, uh, but how can people follow you? Well, Jeff, they can follow us on the website celebratefreedomministries.org. Um, they have, if people want to know more about how God just even used an ordinary person to minister healing, they can get my book, which is um, Revealing the Healer. That's uh, on the website. And the other thing as well is we've got our um, online school, which for our Elijah stream, we've, we're offering 25%. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you two codes, um, Jeff, and if you can maybe write them in the description. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone. Um, there's two courses. There's an inner healing course and there's a physical healing course. For the inner healing, the code is Elijah streams, IH for inner healing. And for the physical healing, it's Elijah Streams, all capital letters, but it's um, PH, physical healing at the end. And as soon as you enter those codes, you will automatically get 25%. And let me tell you, this course is going to change your life because it's not just that you receive inner healing or physical healing, but you get trained as how to minister inner healing physical healing and just be trained so it's it's our hard job to get mm. young people um to feel that i could do this i'm i'm equipped um so they mm. can get this on the website um if they need prayer same um website info at yeah. celebrate freedom ministries they can even reach us there as well amazing yeah so everybody that'll be in the the those links will be in the descriptions um 
Yeah, that's uh, and then obviously you have uh, Facebook as well, right? Yes, so they can yeah. find us on YouTube, um, Yvonne Atia, um, or Facebook as well. They can like the Celebrate Freedom page. They can connect with us on those platforms as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you Seriously, so much. Seriously, it's great, man. I'm I'm still feeling feeling it. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. So. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank yeah. You. All right, everybody, that is our show today. Um, go and be bold for the Lord and uh, walk in this newfound victory. If, if this is your first time just really giving into the Lord, being filled with the Spirit, walk in that victory. Like there's amazing things planned for you. And God has amazing plans in store for you. And, and, and he wants to use you in great ways to help other people. So be blessed, everybody. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.